Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 259 and we have the amazing business celebrity Jeffrey Hazlett back on the show today. Hi, this is Jeffrey Hazlett. You're listening to Heart Sales, podcast with Christine Slonsky. Enjoy. Well, after our last episode, Change, Adapt or Die, I am so excited to have Jeffrey back on the show today. He has so often reinvented himself into a Hall of Fame speaker, a Fortune 100 CMO, a TV personality, a podcaster, best-selling author, and obviously an entrepreneur. He has bought and sold over 250 businesses in his lifetime and billions of dollars in transaction. So I am so pumped that he is back. He's also the chairman and CEO of C-Suite Network, and that is the home of the world's most trusted network of C-Suite leaders and best-selling authors. His latest book is The Hero Factor, How Great Leaders Transform Organizations and Create Winning Cultures. And we will dive into this topic because it's really important that you create a hero business, that you stand out from the crowd, that your team knows your values and your values and your team's values are aligned so you can have a bigger and better impact. So enjoy this next episode with Jeffrey Hazlett. Well, I am so, super excited to have you back on the show, Jeffrey. Welcome. Thank you very much. So I loved our first conversation, especially the piece about take action, right? Don't, I always say like, don't sit on your couch. The pizza guy is not going to deliver your dream. If you have to do something for it and you will fail as well. And so your latest book is The Hero Factor, where you actually talk about kind of what it takes to be an exceptional, a hero leader, so to speak. Right. What is the difference to just a great leader to a hero leader? Well, it's all about the team. It's all about a hero culture. It's about creating a culture that's more than just about what the leader wants. It's about having the other employees lead and therefore you become a hero business. You know, no, no CEO or leader that I know wants to, um, you know, says, hey, I'm a hero. I'm a hero. You know, I, I'm so good. I'm a hero. No, but no, but I don't think they do that. In fact, when most most hero leaders that I know, when you start talking about them, they just say, move on, move on, stop, stop, stop. Because it's all about the team and it's all about what they do and how they do it, and about how they set up a hero culture. And what do we mean by that? Well, we mean a business that sets itself apart by its values, the values that they believe in and all the company believes in and they can espouse them. You know, 58% of the people who work for a company can't even tell you what are the values of the company. That's, that's not good. You know, they don't, they don't see it put into practice. And when you put it into practice, your values, when the hard things happen, the values come through, you know, uh, in terms of whether it's about quality, about standing up for people, diversity, inclusion, whatever it might be, you, you pick it, you see that real value come through. And we we're seeing that, you know, today with uh, even the stuff that we're seeing around the coronavirus is how people react and the way in which they react. And, you know, and some, you know, for instance, a billionaire is setting up a GoFundMe page for his company employees. Are you nuts? You're a billionaire. You know, why aren't, you know, those are your employees. Why don't you cut some of your billions and put it back to the company and the people that helped you get there? You know, that's the kind of thing that I would expect from a hero leader, not from, you know, that's a bottom line person. That's, you'll see that in the book. If you go to the herofactorbook.com, you can get a free assessment and actually see how you 
how you line up. If you're a wannabe company, if you're a do-gooder, if you're a, a good co or you, you're a hero company or, or maybe you're a, you know, a, a, um, you know, a, a, an asset company as well, which is some of these guys are and gals, guys and gals, it's equal because there's some, there's some real assets that are women as well. Let's be clear, uh, Theranos and some other companies that just lied about everything they've ever stood for and what they do. And they were going for the almighty buck or the almighty uh, euro. Uh, and in this case, they, they did everything they could to get the money and took it and ran rather than going. And they put people's risk at lives. I mean, that lives at risk. And even that just is amazing to see those kind of things. So, so hero, hero businesses stand apart from everyone. That's one of the things we, we found. I was, um, was tapped by a guy named Rob Ryan who had started the Hero Club came to me and said, Hey, I, I want to expand it. I want to do more with it. And I said, well, what is it? Tell me more about it. And he started telling me more about the company. And it came about when Rob sold his company for $20.4 billion. And when he sold his company, he gave a, pre- a piece of that company to all the employees, making the single largest number of millionaires ever created in one day. It's never been surpassed. In fact, that, that tech record for the sale actually was uh, stood for 17 years until Microsoft bought LinkedIn LinkedIn in 2016 for 24 billion. But when he and his wife Terry, Terry was chief legal officer of the company, decided to set aside this money, all these employees run up to him and say, "Mr. Ryan, Mrs. Ryan, you don't know me, but I'm the night watchman and I can send my kids to college, or I'm the janitor and my mother-in-law's got cancer and she has no health insurance and I can pay for the operation she's going to live." And then they would say, "You're my hero." And they didn't intend to be heroes, but, but what they did was they said, Hey, we can go do something like this. We can go show other people how to do this. And thus they created the hero club. And we took it over a few years ago now and uh, had 27 members at the time. And now have, we have 270 members today. You know? So it's about, it's about taking that, that, that core value of we can go and do things because we can for the right reasons and so we now ask uh, business leaders to sign a pledge and to run their business with great values. And let's lead hero cultures. And by leading hero cultures, we'll change the way that business is done. Oh, that's beautiful. So if somebody's listening and thinks like, well, you know, I'm hustling way too much. I really need to have that bigger picture in mind to do good at the end of the day, because that's why I started the whole endeavor. Right. And now I'm kind of trapped in the daily hustle in making it work. It's not really flowing the way I envisioned it. What would be a good advice of how people can get on that path to more success? Well, first of all, never stop hustling. Okay. Just because we, we have to understand our values doesn't mean we have to slow it down. Now you might have to take some time to really write those down. In fact, we take you through that in the book and there's a worksheets and there's some other pieces that I put in there. But the first thing that you have to do, Christine, is I think you have to say, what are my throwaway values? What are my walkaway values? That's a better phrase. In fact, that's what I call it. The book is my walkaway values. Walkaway values are those things that you would challenge me on and if we were doing business together, I would say I'd walk away. That's unacceptable. And, and not enough of us think through those things, right? We're chasing, we're chasing, we're chasing. So sometimes we don't always think about these things. And so it's important for us to be grounded in what things are the ways that I want to work 
And in what parameters do I want to do that work? What are my values? Mm -hmm. Because if you do that, then you're more focused, you're more driven by that, and you don't have to, you know, question yourself when something comes up. So if you say we're going to live to this kind of value, whatever that is, we're going to treat people with respect, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And when you're challenged, it's an easy decision. And everybody knows it. I mean, let's give a good example I put in the book of when um, the, there was two uh, African-American young men who walked into a Starbucks in Philadelphia and they sat down and they didn't order any coffee. They just pulled open their laptops or their phone and they were doing some stuff. They were waiting for somebody to stop by so they could have a meeting. That's what we found out later. But the manager came over and said, are you going to order coffee? And they said, no, we're waiting for a meeting, but we might order some later. And they said, well, you're going to have to leave if you're not ordering coffee. And you have to ask yourself, why? Was it because they were African-American, because they weren't a customer or what? But they said, no, we'll, we'll, we'll wait for the guy. And they go, no, no, you have to do it now or leave. And they said, well, we're not leaving. And so the police were called and they were arrested. Now, in, if anyone knows anything about Starbucks, Starbucks isn't necessarily just a company that does coffee. They say that they're a place for people to come and meet and it's a community. So I know people who have been in Starbucks who have sat there all flipping day and never ordered a cup of coffee and they use it as almost their office. That's the safe because it is a, a core place for people to meet or a community where you can feel safe. And, and that's what, you know, Howard started, the, Howard Schultz started the company on that belief. So they had to come to a realization they weren't living in their values. And if you remember, they shut the company down for the day to go and do some training of their people to remind them of what their values, because as they, they, they scaled, they lost touch with that value. Right. And therefore mm -hmm. we're out, out of belief of their values. And I see this with Starbucks actually a couple of different times. There's a thing in the United States, there's open carry laws where you can actually carry firearms. You know, you can actually carry a firearm on your hip. Well, if you look at anything about Starbucks, you would understand their leadership is probably the most liberal leadership there is. And they believe in, you know, same-sex marriages. They believe in, um, you know, the things that most people would consider be left-leaning, whereas a right to carry would be a right-leaning kind of belief, you know. And yet they, every year there's a, there's a protest or a march that happens and occurs in states where they have the open carry law where people carry firearms down the road and, you know, show off and they carry AK, you know, AK-47s, they carry AR-15s, whatever. They carry all kinds of just crazy stuff. But they walk into a Starbucks. They walk into a Starbucks and they order coffee. Now, that's, it goes against probably every belief that the leadership in, believes, but, but how Howard and the company have said, look, we will honor the laws that are in our local communities. And if they allow that, that's what we allow. And yet that, that goes against their, their, you know, their personal beliefs, but their values are that they honor those things. I think that's a unique kind of, wow, holy crap. On one side, you got this. On the other side, that, that, tests, a, that tests a company. Or, you know, Kathy Truitt, um, the CEO, founder of uh, uh, Chick-fil-A, he closes on Sundays. You can't get a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A on Sundays. That ticks me off, you know, <laughs> but that's his belief. You know, he, he doesn't believe in same sex marriages, but you know, and he thinks it's an abomination. Well, that's his belief. He has those beliefs, but he doesn't let that get in the way of producing a good chicken sandwich.
So there's, you know, I even talk about this in the book. It's, I think, you know, oh, this is going to be controversial. I actually think Trump is good for this country and this world. Why? Not because I think he's a good president. It's because he's making people think about what their values are. He's actually now, I've never seen as much debate, as much conversation that has gone on as it is today about what you really believe in. And I, so, you know, I give him credit for that because he's so crazy. He's so nuts, right? That people actually have to think and have real conversations. I think that's awesome. Hmm. I think it's really important to understand what your values are and the walk away values, right? Like how far do you go until you say, well, I'm off. Like this is not going to work for me. There's not a single chance that I will close this deal or do business with this person or whatever it is. Like Starbucks, they could have chosen not to open up a Starbucks in, you know, if it's not, in accordance with their values or, or if it was in an unsafe environment or something like that, but that's, that's not what it was. This was about, this was about a fundamental belief that we serve these people and this is what you get to do in our community. And it's, it, it's a kind of, a, it's a great thing to be thinking about. And the more that you think about it, the better, because, well, let's imagine you weren't right. Credit ready for uh, prime time to ship a product, but you said on December the 1st, we're shipping the product and here it is no, November the 30th, the night before, and you're not quite ready, but we promised. So we got to ship it. Even if it's not quite ready, we would, what we said, well, if you live in your values, you know, your core values are, we don't ship a product that's not ready. So then you take the hit and you say, I'm sorry, it's not quite ready. We believe to do it this way. So, I, you know, it's like right now, I think a lot of values are being tested, you know, even with coronavirus. And that it's making people think what's important for themselves. And I think that's a great thing for business yeah. leaders and, and for human beings, period. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you really come from your heart, when you understand who you are and that you are also fine with it, right? Knowing that you always can grow and become the person you want to become or grow into the person you want to become, then there are basically no limits. It's, yeah, absolutely. Just, a, it's just a decision. Right. Which is the way it should be. Yeah. You know? It's just a decision. And if it, you know, don't let it go against those walk away values that you, that you have, you know, and, 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 you know, start to think about the real things that are important in inclusion, diversity, you know, the things that, that will actually help you in your business, not, not hurt you in your business, you know, to go and find the right, the right person of color, go and find the right uh, female executive for the position, because you're, you're the, this world is 51% female and 50%, you know, and 49% male, but yet most of those positions are dominated by by men. What? That doesn't make sense. Or you're a company expanding to China. So you put, so you grab your person sitting next to you and you send them to China to go open up the market. Well, they don't look, maybe, you know, maybe in, maybe in China in all the billions of people that are there, or if you go to India and all the billions of people that are in India, you can maybe find someone that's talented enough from there. You know, that's the kind of thing. I mean, I remember at Kodak, people came to me and said, Jeff, I want to go run marketing in, in, in China. Well, why? Do you like Chinese food? You don't, you, you don't even look Chinese. You're not even Chinese. You don't even know what, you can't even speak Chinese. Why would I have you go? 
why wouldn't I take somebody from there? Why, why wouldn't I have diversity inclusion? Why wouldn't I include someone from there? Why would I send somebody? Yeah, I got that. You're my most talented asset that we've got. I appreciate that. But, you know, let's go find, how about you use your talent to go find the right person? You know, and watch us expand more because we know the difference between one region to the other because you, they know we don't. These are the kind of things I think are important for us to think. If you didn't have the, if you weren't grounded in values, you'd just say, yeah, let's go do that. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. And it, you know, I mean, it's an easy way, right? You get presented a solution. Yeah. You don't really need well, to think about it or work on it. You can just yeah. give it a try, right? If well, but in, in chances are it would work. Chances are it's going to work. You know, maybe, maybe work great, but, but, uh, but is that your values? Yeah. You know. Awesome. Well, is there any like book that you would, that comes to mind? Obviously you have written for yourself that are really yeah. <laughs> amazing, but like what is a book that has influenced you that really stands out of all the books you read? Like what's coming to mind and. Oh, well, I, the, the one book, one of the very first business books I ever read was Barbarians at the Gate. And it was the step-by-step -step takeover RJR Reynolds Nabisco. That was one of the biggest, the, the other business, I'll tell you some of the business books that changed my life and still do. Think and Grow Rich, okay? The Salesman by Og Mandino. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, okay? The Biography of Lee Iacocca. Now, I love to read biographies, and that was one. Now I'm much more philosophical. I'm reading a book, a five-part series on the life of George Washington. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm now more deeper, but you know, back then I, I like reading how they did it, why they did it. What was it? You know, those are exciting to me to understand how, you know, what was in his mind. Like Lee Iacocca tells the time he had, uh, uh, for Henry Ford, the second or third, whatever it was, come over to his house for a barbecue. And Lee Iacocca found out that, that Henry Ford in the executive dining room said that was the best cheeseburger that he'd ever eaten in his life was this cheeseburger in the Ford executive dining room. Of course, back then they used to have executive dining rooms for the execs and then everybody else. And uh, so Lee, Lee Iacocca is going to do a, a huge barbecue at his house that weekend. And he wants to make sure the boss is impressed by his, his cheeseburgers. So he goes to the executive chef. He says, chef, you got to tell him your secret, man. The boss says this is the best cheeseburger in the world. What, what do you do that's so different? We took him over to the freezer or the refrigerator, went in there, the meat locker, pulled out a filet mignon steak. Took a filet mignon, put it through the meat grinder, and then made it into a hamburger patty. Yeah, no wonder it was a great <laughs> burger. Okay, so so the, the the you know the story of that is you you get insights like that of the of how one the, the, how far he went to take care of his boss, but more importantly, the reason it was so good it was a filet. So he started with the best to begin with. Now you'd yeah. have a Wagyu burger or something like that. That would be the thing. But by the way, if you put bacon on it, it's always going to be good. <laughs> I know you're bacon. a big fan of bacon. I'm a huge bacon <laughs> fan. Yeah. yeah, bacon. And you like a Scottish whiskey, Glenfiddich. Oh, I love scotch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, last night, I actually held a scotch night with uh, online and drew hundreds of people. So it was fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so, so much for your time. I'm going to send people over to check out the assessment with your yeah. book so they know that if they have the hero factor um, or maybe find out what's missing. And uh, thank you for such an inspirational interview. 
to really get people thinking about the values, about what they stand for, what they stand for, what they stand against, right? It's both parties. You have to make a decision so that you know what you're going for and when it's time to leave. (laughs) That's that's always a good thing. You got to know when you got to leave the party too. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Unfortunately, we run out of time, but um, I just, I loved every minute. So thank you so much for having spent your valuable time with Hard Sales Podcast today. My pleasure. Well, I just loved that hero story and how it came all about. I hope you had a wonderful episode and please don't just take notes. Now go and implement. What did you learn in this episode? What are the action steps you are going to take from here on? How do you create your own hero business? Even if you're starting out small, if you are a one person business, you can grow into a hero business in no time by getting clear about your values and by creating that impact for the other people so that they see you and your business as a hero business. Hop on over to Christine schlansky.com and check out the episode. You don't just have the transcript and the show notes, but all the links to Jeffrey are just one click away. And I would really invite you to connect with him on social media, to follow his past, to be inspired by what he does with his amazing work. And once you're over there, also sign up for the empowerment notes because that is empowerment right into your inbox where I do share things that I usually do not share on social media and where you also get all the updates on Heart Sells a Podcast. And from time to time, you get a really special invitation, maybe enrollment for the Heart Sells Members Community is open. That is basically a members community about heart-centered business building. So really, really cool. Check that out as well. Once you're over there at christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and dive into the content and enjoy. Looking forward to have you back on the next episode and next week's amazing guest after this Variety Friday is the wonderful Nikki Rausch, who is a sales maven. So you do not want to miss that. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now.